We here at Storytime with Jason know that you're busy and want to help you stay conversationally up to date on any sports you may have missed over the weekend. So this is the Story of Sports for Monday, September 18, 2023. And here with me in the studio is my first guest ever on this podcast, my brother, Eric. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. Excited to be here. (laughs) I'm going to start off with talking about Formula One, and there was a great race this weekend. We're going to have a lot to talk about that going into the NFL, then the NCAA football. Major League Baseball, the Minor League Baseball, and then Eric and I are going to have a conversation about fantasy football. Kicking off with uh, Formula One, this week was the uh, race in Singapore, and it it was rough. So for anybody who's a big fan of Max Verstappen, I'm sorry to say his uh, and Red Bull's racing win streak came to an end. Uh, For anybody uninitiated, again, Formula uh, Red Bull, has won the last 15 races, either with Max Verstappen or with Sergio Perez. Uh, Max Verstappen won the last uh, 10 Grand Prix solo, and that uh, that record sadly came to an end. They just didn't have the qualifying. They uh, Max Verstappen qualified P11, and then uh, Sergio Perez qualified P13. They had a plan, but uh, but that plan didn't didn't come to fruition. So a couple high points: Yuki Tsunoda. He uh, retired the first lap. We think he had a, a, a collision with Perez, but they didn't show it because there was plenty of uh, other competition going on. But uh, Yuki Tsunoda retired, and the last race, he on the formation lap, he had a fire in the cockpit, pulled the car over, hopped out, and he was done too. So he retired before the second lap in the last two Grand Prix. So I, no, my standard pitch about all the athletes we're going to talk about tonight whether racing or football or whatever, is they're all much, much, much better at their jobs than I could ever hope to be. We're talking about the very top tier of athletes. I'm in no way saying that Yuki Tsunoda is a bad driver. I'm saying that I've had him on my fantasy team for quite a while, and I am officially taking him off my fantasy team because normally he's a kill, give you a rock-solid 10 points-ish, but uh, but after two races of going negative 20, uh, that's all I can do for him. So... On um, lap seven, Max Verstappen got up to eighth place. And uh, Zogan Yu, who is, again, also on my fantasy team, he worked his way back to 18th, and that was really rough. At 10 laps, Ferrari was P1 and P2. Haas, uh, that actually qualified pretty well. I have to look at the roster to make sure, but they dropped down to P10 and P9 and P10. And then Williams with um, Alex Albon. He, they were 15 and 16. So this race was Ferrari and uh, M- McLaren, like all the way. Lap 21, the safety car finally came out to come out. And um, because, it's, again, Sergeant, my countryman, love him. Good driver, better driver than I could ever hope to be. He's fighting for his life in Formula One right now. And he spun out. He nerfed his front wing. So he was able to limp back to the pits, but he was dragging his pieces of his front wing with him. So they went in and called yellow flag, full safety car, and why they cleaned up the track. And that set into all the uh, the pitting strategies. So everyone pitted except for the Red Bulls. And then come lap 25, Verstappen got up to P4, Perez got up to P7, but they still had to pit. In Formula 1, you have to pit at least once. Everyone else did. Everyone else had fresher tires. And then um, Verstappen and Perez started falling off the pace. So come lap 35, Verstappen fell back to P6. Everyone was kind of biding their time, trying to save their tires to the end of the race and not need to pit twice. On lap 44, Esteban Ocon uh, went out. 
there was a uh, another safety car. Some people pitted. Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, uh, they worked their way up P3 and P4 with McLaren in P2 and uh, the, the uh, Ferrari in P1 into the last lap. And then Russell uh, hit the wall a little bit, nerfed himself, got put out of the race, then finished up with uh, Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari being P1, Lando Norris in the McLaren is P2, and Lando Norris had some upgrades that his teammate didn't get. So Lando Norris did great, his teammate didn't. And then uh, Lewis Hamilton pulled up a P3 with Charles Leclerc P4. Max Verstappen pulled up a gentleman's P5. And was able to get good points for uh, his fantasy team because he gained all these positions. But that brought the Flying Dutchman's uh, win streak to an end. And then Pierre Gasly was behind him in P6 with Oscar Piastri from uh, McLaren P7. Sergio Perez, Liam Lawson, he did great. He finished in the points. And I think he is the first F1 driver ever to get his first championship points at uh, Singapore. And then my boy Alex Albon finished 11. Zogan Yu, 12. Nico Hulkenberg, 13. Then Logan Sargent. Bummer for him. And Fernando Alonso, who he knew he wasn't going to do well. They just uh, Austin Martin just wasn't set up for it. But, uh, George Russell did not finish. Valtteri Botas didn't finish. Esteban Ocon didn't finish. And Yuki Tsunoda, again, didn't finish for the second Grand Prix in a row. Moving on to NFL, the on Thursday, the Vikings lost to the Eagles 28-34. On Sunday, the Commanders beat out the Broncos 35-33, and that was, a, that was a rough game. The Cowboys beat out the Jets 30-10, and the Jets are not playing with their quarterback. He got hurt last week. Eric, what do you have Correct. about that? He is ACL. Yep, Aaron Rodgers torn Achilles last Achilles. week on the fourth play as a Jet. No completed passes. It's really a heartbreaker. Heart, heart goes out to him. He's talking about how he's wanting to come back. He hasn't okay, confirmed good. that, but still he's got 6 to 12 months of long, hard work ahead of him. And I know the, the quarterback they have is the same quarterback they had last year, but they brought in Aaron Rodgers, and now they just, they're just they they're with the same guy. It looks like they didn't get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Wilson in his first year last year was uh, a bit of a flash in the pan. He had some very uh, dramatic showings and did some very good things, but also his tendency to throw interceptions just hamstrung the team. So gotcha. his main goal for this year is to try not to hurt the team as much as he can as he moves forward. But the good news is that the Cowboys defense did look very good as well. It's rough when he's playing the number one defense who yeah. absolutely dismantled the Giants last week. And what can you do? Moving on to the Giants. The Giants beat the Cardinals 31-28. 49ers over the Rams 30-23. Chiefs beat out the Jaguars uh, 17 to 9. And last week, the my adopted team, the uh, Detroit Lions, beat out the Chiefs only by one point, but they still won. So I, it does make me a little happy that the Chiefs beat the Jaguars, but we beat the Chiefs. I know it's not at all how it actually works. The uh, Buccaneers beat the Bears by 10 points. Titans over the Chargers by uh, 27 to 24. In overtime. In overtime. Ravens and the Bengals, uh, 27 to 24. The Bills over the Raiders, 38 to 10. The Falcons over the Packers, 25 24. The Colts over uh, the Texans, 31 to 20. I have to say, my home team. I'm very happy about that. They had what 14 points in the first quarter 14 points in the second quarter three and then zero so is that standard for the colts 
it's hard to say what standard is for the uh, Colts this year just, now that yeah. they have Anthony Richardson in as the quarterback. The, the main concern from the Colts from that standpoint is him having to leave the game to enter concussion protocol after scoring his second rushing touchdown that he had early on in the game. So and, he had to step out. Gardner Minshew came in, stepped in, looked very good, led the team to a victory, but it still is a concerning element that we'll watch as it develops. Yeah, Seahawks beat the Lions 37-31. to 31. And that was a game that tied, because you, you and I watched that game. It was back and forth. They went into overtime. The Seahawks uh, won the coin toss, decided to take it. And for anybody uninitiated, again, in uh, NFL, when you go into overtime, they flip the coin. The first team to score a touchdown wins. The good sign for the Lions there, though, is they were down 10 points in the fourth quarter. Came back, strung together a few good defensive stands along with a good few drives in order to be able to push it to overtime. Then it seemed more like the coin just didn't bounce their way there, but still excited for a promising season from them. Dolphins against the Patriots are going is going on right now. We will not uh, report anything on that. Games for Monday: the Saints against the, against the Panthers and the Browns against the Steelers. Again, those contests yet to be decided. You'll be listening to this before uh, we watch those games. On to college football: Miami beat out Bethune Cookman 47, 48 to seven. Florida State beat out Boston College 31-29. Missouri over Kansas State 30-27. Penn State over Illinois 30-13. LSU over Mississippi State 41-14. Utah 31. Weber State 7 in that match. Notre Dame over Central Michigan 41-17. Duke over Northwestern 38-14. North Carolina over Minnesota 31-13. Iowa over Western Michigan, 41-10. Oregon State beat out San Diego State, 26-9. Georgia beat out South Carolina, 24-14. Oklahoma decisively beat Tulsa, 66-17. Alabama roll tide beat out Southern Florida, 17-3. Not so much of a roll tide as I would have thought. And Ohio State, 63-10. to Western Kentucky's 10. I, as a Purdue graduate, I have a hard time saying good job to Ohio State, but they, they did well. Washington beat out Michigan State 41-7, and UCLA 59, North Carolina Central 7. Washington State 64, North Carolina 21. Florida beat out Tennessee 29-16. Michigan Wolverines beat out Bowling Green 31-6. Ole Miss 48 over Georgia Tech at 23 Oregon 55, Hawaii 10, Texas Longhorns beat out Wyoming 31 to 10, Colorado 43 over Colorado State of 35, and then my alma mater Purdue lost and Eric's alma mater IU lost. On to MLB in the American League East Division, the Baltimore Orioles still sit atop the division with 93 wins and 56 losses. Tampa Bay Rays are two games out of first, followed by the Blue Jays. New York Yankees, I know our brother Sean would be very disappointed. And uh, the Boston Red Sox are 19 and a half games out of first. Central Division, the Twins are still atop with 79 wins, 71 losses. The Cleveland Guardians, seven games back. Detroit Tigers are eight and a half games back. And I was actually able to go to uh, one of their Cincinnati games that they hosted. Uh, this week and they lost four to three i did use my rally cap i did everything i could i had my glasses upside down i had my head upside down and sideways it was the bark in the park night but uh, no no amount of rally cap i had could could help was powerful enough (laughs) 
Um, and for anybody uninitiated, when your uh, team you're rooting for, I only know of it as at the home team, but maybe it's an away team thing as too. I don't think so. No, Eric's giving never me really enough fans to warrant having the the rally <laughs> cap happen as, as an away team. No, that's true. So the so the rally cap is when you're trying to get your to help your team win, you turn your cap, your ball cap, uh, inside out and put it on your head. The more the more cockeyed, the more in a weird angle it is on your head, the more power the rally cap has to help your team. And then you can turn your glasses upside down, you can turn your shirts inside out, things like that. And, uh, and that's just what you can do to help. And, and I have used my rally cap and sunglasses at two different Detroit uh, games, and one has worked, one has not. So I'd have to say the results are mixed. Uh, moving on, the uh, Chicago White Sox are 22 games out of first. Kansas City Royals bringing up the end of the Central Division with 31 games back. For the American League West Division, Houston Astros are sitting atop with 94 wins, 66 losses, followed by the Texas Rangers. Seattle Mariners and uh, the Los Angeles Angels are 16 games back. The Mariners and the Rangers, they're only two and a half games back and one and a half games back, so we could see a lead change there in the next couple weeks. And then the Oakland Athletics are 37 and a half games out of first. Atlanta Braves are at the top of the division with uh, 96 wins, 53 losses. The Phillies are 15 games back. Miami Marlins are 18 and a half games back. New York Mets, 27 games back. And the Washington Nationals, 30.5 games out of first. For the National League Central Division, Milwaukee Brewers are still atop of it with 84 wins, 65 losses. Followed by the Cubs, six games back. Cincinnati Reds, seven games back. Should have been only six games back, but... No, it should have been eight games back, but uh, there they go, the Detroit. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates are 14 and a half games back. St. Louis Cardinals, 18 games out of first. In the West, uh, L.A. Dodgers are leading at 91 wins, 57 losses. With the Diamondbacks from Arizona, 14 games out of first. San Francisco Giants, 16 games back. My former adopted home, San Diego Padres, 20 games out of first. Then the Colorado Rockies, 35.5 games out of first. On to minor league baseball. Norfolk is riding top with 87 wins and 56 losses. Durham is three and a half games back. Iowa is seven games back along with St. Paul. Leah Valley is 8.5 games back along with Nashville. Worcester is 10 games back. Buffalo is 13 and a half. Louisville 14 and a half. Scranton is 16 and a half games back out of first. Jacksonville 18 along with Detroit. And uh, then Gwinnett is eight, 18 and a half games out of first. Memphis 19 and a half. Oklahoma 20. My uh, home team, Indianapolis Indians, are 20 and a half games out of first. Columbia's 21. Rochester 21 and a half. Uh, Syracuse is 27.5 games back. And then Charlotte, a gentle person's 36 and a half games out of first in the International League. In the Pacific Coast League, Oklahoma City is leading it with 87 wins and 55 losses. Round Rock is two and a half games out of first. Reno's five games back. Tacoma, uh, Tacoma is 13 games back. Las Vegas, 13 and a half. Salt Lake's 21 and a half games back. Sacramento's 22 and a half. Albuquerque's 23 games back. El Paso's 27. And Sugarland again, Gentle Persons, 32 games out of first place in the Pacific Coast League. And now we get to move on to fantasy football, which is something that I really enjoy doing. I'm more into the fantasy F1. 
but I'm getting into fantasy football, and we're going to kick it off with the quarterbacks. So the top five quarterbacks for this week so far, and again, I stress, there is one NFL game still working, and there's two more going for tomorrow. So this isn't 100% up to date. So Daniel Jones, the uh, Giants quarterback, against Arizona, he was projected to get 18.1 points. He scored 30.74, which is very nice, and I really wish I had him on my team. Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota quarterback against Philly, was again projected 79, and he scored uh, uh, 28.5. Russell Wilson, the Denver quarterback, even though they lost in a very hard-fought game, he, uh, again, was projected you know, just under 16 points and got about 26 points against um, Washington. And Josh Dobbs, the Arizona quarterback, New York uh, played against the Giants, and he was projected for 13 and came out, again, just over 25 points. So that's very handy for them. Then Jalen Hurts, the uh, Philadelphia quarterback against Minnesota, projected for 24.7, got 25.22. So... Just a little bit overexpected. Eric? Yeah, and the one thing I'll add is all this is based with the standard scoring system on a points per reception. Absolutely, because this is the first time I've been in fantasy football in quite a while. Eric, I know you did it for quite a while, and you were, you were, the, you were the oracle that we would go to and ask questions, you and Sean. You know, you can always make it a little more entertaining for us next year as the league commissioner. <laughs> and I'm just looking forward to beating Sean yet again in this league. So th- I appreciate both of us being the oracle, but... One of us <laughs> <laughs> to running backs, Brian Robinson Jr. is a running back of Washington against Denver. Uh, he was projected for uh, 10.7 points and came out just under 29 points, so very well done to him. Karen Williams, uh, the running back for St. Louis Rams. Oh. Wait a minute, they're the L.A. Rams now, yep. aren't LA they? Rams, yep. Oh, gosh. It's a brave new world. Brave new world. The L.A. Rams. Uh, they were against San Francisco and, again, got dub- over double what he's projected. He was projected for 11.5 and got 28. Saquon Barkley, a running back at uh, New York against Arizona. It was projected uh, 16, well, correction, 18.5. Got just over 27. So, again, well done for him. DeAndre Swift, running back with Philly against Minnesota. Projected 12, got 27. And Christian McCaffrey, a uh, running back at San Francisco, again, against the Rams. Was projected 22.3, got 22.5. So I do not know how they uh, make these projections work, but they're very, very good at what they do. Wide receivers, Keenan Allen, the uh, wide receiver with LA against Tennessee, projected 15, got 31. Puka Nakua, a wide receiver with the Rams, uh, again against uh, San Francisco, was a projected 12, got 30. Jeez. Mike Evans, the uh, the wide receiver for Tampa Bay against Cincinnati, projected for 13.5, got 29. T. Higgins, Cincinnati, the wide receiver against Baltimore, projected 14.7, got almost 29, 28.9 points. I need to get him on my team. And then Nico Collins with Houston against uh, my home team, Indiana. He was projected getting 10.2, got 27.6. Very happy for Nico, very sad for the Colts. To tight ends, TJ Hawkinson from uh, Minnesota against Philly was projected to get 13.5, got 25.5. Mark Andrews from Baltimore against Cincinnati, projected to get 12.5, got 15.5. Darren Waller from New York Giants against Arizona, projected to get 11, got 13.5. Travis Kelsey from Kansas City, watched this game day against Jacksonville. He was projected to get 16 
and point eight, but got twelve point six. But he's still like number four in the league. Eric, why is that? How does that work? Just so many teams nowadays are moving towards wide receiver-driven leagues, running backs that can catch out of the backfield. There's not a lot of very good tight ends out there. There's a gotcha. lot of great blocking tight ends, but a lot of their purpose is extended linemen doing more one-off plays and more of a safety valve, less of a true option for some teams. Gotcha. Which is the okay. reason for it. And then Evan Ingram from Jacksonville against Kansas City was projected to get 9.8, got 11.7. On to defenses, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Chicago. Projected to get 7.2, and they got 19 points. And, you know, for anybody who's new to fantasy, usually your defense will get you less than 10. Like, you can lose a lot of points, at least with how this traditional defense is set up, this traditional league is set up. Uh, Eric? Yes, there are two interceptions, six sacks, and one return touchdown. Definitely go ahead and help add those points on for you, though. <laughs> Oh, the Cowboys' uh, defense, they were projected to get a little over eight. They got 16. Bill, Buffalo Bills, they were projected to get six, got 11. The Chiefs projected to get four, got 11. And then the Miami Dolphins, uh, projected to get just under seven, ended up walking out with 10 points. One thing to add there is the Miami Dolphins are partway through the game at this point, so that will likely be changing oh. as New England scores more <laughs> moving forward. Oh, gosh. We'll have to keep keep an eye on that. Hopefully it doesn't, though. We don't want New England to score. No, no. That's okay. On to the kicker. Now, this is my favorite uh, position in any uh, any fantasy team. Just because I always thought it would be really fun to be a a, a football place kicker, like the guy who makes the extra point. Hero to many or enemy to all. (laughs) Exactly. But next year, I think I will have to make it so the kicker's a little bit heavier weighted than than what we have here with Brandon Aubrey from Dallas again projected to get eight got 18 points Jake Moody from San Francisco against LA Rams projected to get eight and a half got 14 Young Hoku from uh, Atlanta is projected to get just under eight got 13 Brett Maher from LA Rams against San Francisco projected to get seven and a half got 13 Jake Elliott from Philly projected to get eight and eight point eight and got 12 points well, that's it for now. If you'd like to contact the show, feel free to send us your comments, questions, or ad hoc ad lib requests to storytimewj at gmail.com. You can also find more episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, special thanks to our guest, Eric. Eric, thank you for being on the show. The first guest ever on the podcast. Happy to be here. Looking forward to coming back. And uh, we hope you join us all next time for another Story of Sports with uh, Storytime with Jason. Cheers. Cheers.